All right, well, welcome to another uh, exciting episode of the Adventures Vault of Mountain Tail. Who the fuck knew you guys knew riddles? I don't. <laughs> I um, got one, dude. They got the rest. I think it's because, honestly, uh, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm so smart, but I'm also kind of a dumbass. But I've been doing <laughs> riddles for a long time. Like, I'm just, I've always loved puzzles and riddles. They're one of my favorite things. I just cheated. I mean, no, I'm kidding. He's like, I googled all I those see, questions. I, I made sure I didn't touch my phone during that entire process. See, like, I don't, me too. Yeah, Jake is, is hardcore, not a cheater. But he pulled his phone out. I was like, I'm pretty sure he's just bored. <laughs> but like, if if Jake had started spouting off correct answers, that's gonna be like. Mm. So, I roll enough dice. It does happen. Cheating does happen. But I don't know. I'm doing it. <laughs> It's a numbers thing. I'm either adding or subtracting something wrong or forgetting about a particular tail end of a sentence of a description or something like that. I have no problem being harsh with myself on that. It balances out because like every time you guys accidentally cheat, I fuck up a rule or something. Yeah. And like I one I think like one of the episodes, Sir Du was like, I am actively searching this hallway. May I make a perception check? And I'm like, trap. <laughs> and it was like not even subtle but I was like I didn't catch it in the moment but because I wanted to murder you guys but then I, I was listening to the episode I was like oh <laughs> ooh uh, yeah. so yeah it balances out it's fine it works it's fine the wheels go round and you round. guys cheat Nick pays the price Yep. All is forgiven. <laughs> All I'm is gonna, forgiven, baby. You're I'm my date to the world junior prom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. I'm astounded that we didn't have to use a lifeline or anything. Oh, it went better than I thought it would. I, yeah, yeah. I'm. I was still mind blown over the whole. thing. I was like, they're either gonna fuck up like question two, <laughs> or this is gonna take four hours, and I'm gonna edit a lot. You guys are cranking them out pretty fast. I'm. I'm. We got a little stuck twice, but otherwise we were. We were. We're pretty fucking smart. Like honestly, you almost got. You almost got eaten on candle. That was a tough one. And then yeah, so kicked ass. Yeah, good job. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, I feel like you're mad that we figured it out. I'm a little annoyed. Not gonna lie. <laughs> but like, I, I'm. I'm more shocked. What was... it just as easily we could have sat there and just not even got yeah. close. Like, yeah. I well, mean, did you expect us to even did you think that we were genuinely going to do it or were you kind of like half expecting us I to just not doing it? I wasn't sure. I was hoping you would mm -hmm. because I didn't have a whole lot else written mm -hmm. for that episode if you didn't bite. Not gonna lie. Will's always gonna bite on something like that. Yeah. Yeah, min like I said, within with how I play Minui's character, I, I would think that she would just pick up like this just doesn't something feels like it's too easy because she's used to having to fight a little more to get what she wants. I, I definitely was. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. See, mm -hmm. I got more of a Dewey Cox vibe where they're like, you don't want a part of this. Why not? It's like, <laughs> it's not it's not addictive. It just makes you feel great. It's super cheap. <laughs> you don't want any part of this shit. <laughs> and Will's like, I definitely want some of that. <laughs> Well, oh, just give me that shit. <laughs> so, um, I'm guessing since Will's wisdom was raised, is my wisdom also raised? Mm -hmm. That's that same level. Yeah, your your what, what's your what was your wisdom stat? Oh shit, I don't fucking know. Hold on. See, mine was already basically. It's in, probably like a six or a five something. Here's my thing. Um, this I is have why a, I guess it matters. 
my total score is 12, but I have a plus one modifier. Well, that's because you have a 12. So now you have a 14 wisdom. Okay. And it's a plus two modifier. Because you have been uplifted. Here's the thing. Mine was an 18, so it should now be a 20. Mm-hmm. But if I try to do it through the app, I can't make it go above a 19. I think there's a way to do it. I'm trying you, to mess with you it. You may just have to, like, futz with it. Like, wow. basically give myself a plus one to everything wisdom based. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do I add that on mine, too? Yeah, what's, what was your wisdom before? 13. Now, you are a 15 now. Sweet. But your wisdom's a 13. Mm-hmm. No, your wisdom's a 14. Not your save, dummy. Oh, whoop, 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 whoop. Although that will affect it. Well, that's pretty scrumdiddlyumptious. It's pretty golden. Mm-hmm. Damn. So, yeah, you left a really cool NPC to die. <laughs> I said. <laughs> run. So, yeah, back to that uh, dude you guys just let die. <laughs> Sucks to be him. I, I like that concept, though, of like, you. here's guys. an NPC. Does he make it? Does he not? It's up to you guys. So, how else is that going to affect us, though? Because, I mean, the whole time we were running, Will and I both had to um, do uh, Will saves. It's fortitude saves. Fort saves That's yeah. why I asked. Because basically, like, you, your body was being affected in the moment. And in a normal moment, it wouldn't be a big deal. But when you're running for your life, like, while wow, the mountain, like, uh, the, the tunnel's collapsing on you, mm-hmm. you know. And also, you're kind of sick. Yeah. So, the probably like what whatever effects are happening to the body going to be amplified most likely by that because it's compromised well now we're back at uh yes please tell me the name of the town calls town oh my god <laughs> you guys surprise me all the time <laughs> <laughs> nobody the loves name you is town <laughs> huh anyway we're back at um <laughs> fuck stick or whatever <laughs> where you know those guys are <laughs> what's what's the place so with we're the sick walls and, and all the people are inside there and like we're there sometimes <laughs> I was making a sentence together in my mind and I was like <laughs> we're sick of dying and I'm just playing the part Brad hey I love you man no you don't I mean <laughs> it's conditional <laughs> on how many likes this episode gets <laughs> so uh you know three is we're good <laughs> pretty low bar so all three of us uh well no you guys um well i got my two fake accounts i feel like i always share it on my instagram and stuff so and i like it and that's pretty much the extent i think of the coverage yeah i also retweet it on twitter all the time and people will like it on twitter but listen one day we're gonna have enough money to pay someone famous do we have any listeners like like oh yeah how many at least five. Really? At, at least five. At the table. One's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Rich has the numbers on that. We've got some listeners. I was oh, going to say, isn't our most popular area like India or some for, shit? Yeah, for some reason. Like, a lot of our down, like our, our biggest source of downloads is India. What? Yeah, I don't know. Cool. I don't, What's up? I don't, What's I, up? I don't know if it's like a, a VPN thing getting routed. I don't know. Or there's a knockoff Indian version of the mountain tail. <laughs> I would love that, personally. Do you know how, how, how much fun that would be for us to, like, if we find out that there's a knockoff version of us, to just sit there and listen to it I see for the, an entire episode? I want to see the Bollywood movie. 
Uh. <laughs> Actually, listen, one thing that's really interesting to me about like Bollywood versus Hollywood is that Bollywood movies are always very upbeat, very happy. Like you have to dance. It's like old 1950s Hollywood movies, like the way that they should have been. And Hollywood now is like, oh, I'm so sad, but here are my titties. <laughs> Look, hold on, hold on, let me write that down. <laughs> I, I I don't want to be the David Hasselhoff. Oh, uh, here we go, India. So <laughs> here's the I, I we would work cheaper than the people they would hire for Bollywood. Wait, <laughs> just for the exposure. You think, I meant like as the podcast, not just myself. You think you would be like David Hasselhoff? I said the podcast, not myself. I'll play any character okay. in a Bollywood adaptation. David Hasselhoff was popular in Germany. I'll fight you guys for in the United your States characters. for a singing career. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. That's Making why sure. I said I just, um, you think you would be David Hasselhoff? Again, <laughs> not myself, the podcast. I don't know. I think as that, a story. Why, why can't Nick be David Hasselhoff? I just feel like he's not that likable. Oh, nobody <laughs> likes David Hasselhoff. I don't know, I mean, man. I, Kung Fury is pretty good. I don't know. I saw him in SpongeBob SquarePants once. And like his his chest shot SpongeBob back into the ocean. I would say that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I, 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 I was trying to apply stuff on my phone, came back to the conversation, <laughs> wish I was still in my phone. <laughs> did you guys not watch the original SpongeBob movie? Sure didn't. Sure didn't. Nah. Stop. You have to, it's so good. Uh, after my time. It's so good. It's so like we're early two thousands. <laughs> Yeah, so we're, we're dying. dying. So let's get to that. Okay. Oh, shit. Because um, as opposed to us dying on a mic, which is what we're doing right now. We pan to the doors of Callstown as young Oki Ridge is struggling to push one forward. But he does, just as our heroes arrive. Man, I'm glad y'all are back. It's, it's gotten bad in here. Real bad. Judging by my companions, I'm not surprised. Let's get to Durana. The, uh, yeah, she's, she's down. I mean, she's not, she's barely conscious. Um, the Scarlet is doing all she can to keep everybody around, but, Will, we're the only ones up. Not a problem. I'll handle it as always. <laughs> and did that seem strange to the three of you? <laughs> Minui is literally coughing up blood and dying. I she like catches it, but she's like, I don't give a fuck enough. Just fucking someone save me. Just let me die. <laughs> you guys cooked for the wrong god. I as a as a person, it is it is common knowledge, right? That the red woman, that's what we're calling her, is like around Will's place all the time. I, I, I guess, yeah. Like, I, I, unless there was like, unless it's one of those things where Sigourm would immediately hunt her down and kill her, it's probably common knowledge. Or, I mean, you guys kind of tell me on that, you know. She part of your backstory? I don't know about it. <laughs> no, 
No, I just meant like with our time in town, would I have reason other than they're the only ones up to be suspicious? Like, do I have enough to insight check on this actually? Or is it just... You, you could roll perception anyway. Are, are we known conspirators? I'll roll it anyway. Yeah. It's are odd you still, enough. Uh, oh, yeah, you're still up. You're are social fraternizations are common knowledge? Like, why is Team Scumbag walking around? <laughs> hey, don't talk about Hokey like that. 26? I mean, it, it does seem incredibly strange that Will, Oki, and the Scarlet are the only three not sick. What about Zachariah? You're not sure. Like, and if you ask, he's like, Nobody, nobody's come out of the temple. Oh god, nobody's checked on Zachariah. Zachariah knew. Well, uh... I will talk to the little voice in my head and be like, I hope you know what you're doing with this, because uh, everyone's counting on it. Think we can't get this done? I show you how well I take care of you all the time. You think it's any coincidence that you, Oki, and the Scarlet are fine? Well, now, you're under my umbrella. You're going to watch this mountain fall and burn, because that's what you want, and I'm going to give it to you. You're my high priest. But we need these people. This is our power base. Of course. Let's get to work. Agreed. So Oki helps the three of you. And at this point, like, Driana's shop is full. There's triage tents. People are just in their houses. And, like, the Scarlet is just going from bed to bed to bed. Administering herbs, doing what she can. So when you guys are back, she's like, Ah, yes, yes. Little men have it? I got the juice, baby. Excellent. <laughs> let's, let's go to the lab. We head to the lab. Let's cook. <laughs> <laughs> so is there is there a montage of us at a lab with the in the background there's the song Cocaine Country Dancing? Well, why don't you... Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I wish you had the rights to that. Uh, well, but and like, unfortunately, Sigorum, Do, and Minui just, they collapse into a bed. <laughs> Um, and will give me a uh, give me a craft check or what, whatever you're using. I can use my medicine check. Yeah, to that's craft fine. Alchemical stuff. Whatever you're using for that alchemy. There's actually gonna be a plus twenty to this roll. My new chip. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Better. Uh, that's a thirty-two. So you like the you know the three of you and like you know Oki's learned some stuff at this point, but at this point he's more your runner your gopher. It's like, oh, get this, get that. Once we need to distribute this medicine, he's going to be real busy. Yeah. So, like, you do know that it's got a brew. Okay. So there's going to be a few hours before it's ready. Okay. And actually, like, as you're walking as, through the front door, outside the front door is a about a two foot by two foot metal sphere. And she's like, yeah, the demon, the demon came up with that. He calls it the bath box. Once we get everybody together, we can use the flower and uh, the, the make the make a, a counteraction and drop it in the dam. It'll sink down, counteract. Got it. I know that I was gonna shit on him for my armor he made me failing the very first time I needed it, but that also begs the question: Where is he? Have you seen the demon recently? No, no, he ran off. What do you mean he ran off? Used his legs. <laughs> I don't know. He dropped this off and went. Looked like he was needing to do something. 
But we've got oh. more important matters anyways at the moment. We do. Oki, go check on the others. Uh, okay. <laughs> Oki runs off. Now let's, let's not be hasty. After all, we could do a lot here. Yes, yes. And Talibank's like, we really could, guys. After all, we could we could make the, the, the helium, but we could spice it up. And as you're listening, she's talking. And it's almost like she like Salabang's words are coming through her now. She's in the loop. We why not why just give him the, the cure? Let's make it a treatment. Or better yet, you want out of here, right? More than anything. Are you sure? More than anything? I mean there's there's certain things I'm not willing to do, but there's not many of them. Because if we free Drutsnik, she'll rip a hole right through that wall. And home we go. Yeah, but then that's a whole nother problem we've got to solve that the guy who made this place apparently couldn't take care of. That's on him. Listen, he handled it once. He'll just have to get off his ass. Handle it again. No. My whole reason for getting out of here is so I can make sure that my family isn't affected by the what made me come here in the first place. It's not going to release an apocalyptic being upon the world. But think of the power we'd have. We'd have it all. Power for the sake of power is worthless. It defeats the goal that I need the power for. I just... Are you sure? Yes! The same way that we're not going to spike anybody's drugs. It's one thing to give people stuff and then have a choice. It has to be a choice. Well, that's a shame. Scarlet. Do it, and will you feel your body freeze as the Scarlet takes a rack of glass up the back side of your head, this bitch, and you <laughs> fall unconscious. Damn! Fucking do me like that. I mean, listen. I mean, it's here's the thing. Hundred percent fair. Like I made a deal with a junkie god and some crazy junkie woman. My due is coming. Not author do, but <laughs> also, there's a bill to be paid, and apparently it's happening now. Also, she a redhead, so you know she's crazy. <laughs> Centuries before the mountain tale begins, many years before the fall of Faradun, a mercenary company guards its post against all enemies. But buffeted them worse than any attacks is the storm raging overhead. The company is the Whirling Willows, predominantly gnomes and a company specializing in healing. They fear no foe. But apprehension is thick in the air as guards keep stealing glances back to a medical tent, illuminated in the torchlight and the occasional lightning strike. How many hours has that been? Going on five, I reckon. Mm. Guess it could be worse. My mom was in labor for eight. Hey, you aren't half the soldier Nora is. Hey, I'm twice the soldier that kid's dad is. And you aren't on tent the soldier the general is. Got me there. Your kid's gonna have an interesting life. The general, son, and an oar are all trying to raise him. Quite the storm. Their conversation is cut short by the sound of a baby crying. The camera pans in on a canvas tent. Appearing to be a field medical tent, it is surrounded by a score of other gnomes, with soldiers sitting around fires, doing their best to ignore the screams coming from inside. Panning into the tent, a gnome woman with pale pink hair on a table is an obvious lady. 
A man, slight even for a gnome with midnight blue hair and armor that ill fits him, appears to be comforting her to no avail. A midwife and physician assist the woman as her screams crescendo, and then the baby's screams pierce the air. The woman looks at the slight gnomish man. Rest, my little flower. This is not a moment for the general, but us. What isn't a moment for me? Where's my grandson? The doctor turns, and with a glance to the mother, hands the baby to an opposing gnome who has just entered the tent flat. He is extremely tall for his race, and as stocky as a dwarf, wearing dark green plate armor. His long hair and beard is as colorful as a field of wildflowers. The man radiates an aura of command, and has a presence that would fill any room in which he found himself. Let's get a look at you. Ah, here's one who inherited my legacy a little. Look at the size of the lad. Anor and I have decided on a name, Father. Willow. To honor his forebearers and the company. <laughs> it's a beautiful name, and it seems to please his father. The Whirling Willows will be led by this little namesake one day. Fitting. Source, the child. He will fulfill two generations of expectations. I'm sure he will be everything I could not. We see a young gnomish boy running through the various tents and buildings of an encampment. Dodging his way through the soldiers and various figures of the Whirling Willows, they are always busy in preparing for the next fight. But the boy is clad in white vestments and is doing his best to keep them clean. We see him approach the largest building in the encampment, a stone structure that is clearly a temple. As he reaches the front of the building, he takes a step to breathe and calm himself. He is unable to finish, though, as a figure steps through the dark of the doors. You're late, young Sucha. I'm sorry, High Priest Hayden. Sword practice. Went a little, uh, went a little along. With your grandfather? Yes, sir. It'll be the death of us all yet. Are you ready, son? Oh, yes, sir. The two enter into the sanctuary. The light of candles and the smell of incense waft heavy in the air, casting a hopeful light in some areas, but a dark pall over others. Will, I don't want to be an eleventh-hour advocate, but are you sure? Are you sure this is the life you want? You are only fifteen, just because your lineages... High Priest, I promise, this is what I want. I feel the call to do good, to heal, to protect. I feel Kamaya's warmth. I'm ready. <sighs> Very well, young man. But take to your heart this advice. Your father is a skilled healer without powers of the faith. There is much you could learn. With all due respect, Priest Naden, why toil with the lesser skills when I could wield the very power of the gods? Perhaps because your father loves you. For you. And not just what you can do for the unit. He has no idea what I can do. The oath, please. Very well, my son. Repeat after me. Years pass and we see Will wearing the full armor of the company. It is pockmarked in places and has seen heavy use. There are shouting and sounds of combat in the air. We see a dwarf lying on the ground, wincing in pain but stoic. Will is bandaging and applying poultices to his legs. <coughs> Got no juice left in you, Will? Sorry, Gaskar, we're down to the boring stuff. 
this fight goes on much longer, it's not even gonna be that. Gonna have to make bandages out of whatever we can find. <coughs> I'd be happy to <coughs> crawl out there and make some out of those boggarts. Will is about to quit back when the sound of cheering echoes over the battlefield. Something has changed, and the Willows have won the day. Gaskar pats Will's arm and shoves him away playfully. We see General Soros marching back into camp victoriously. The Whirling Willows earned their name again this day. None more so than my grandson, whose final charge not only brought victory, but saved many more lives. There is no greater embodiment of our code than him, and more importantly, his actions. This day belongs to all who fought today. As always, we save or die together. And while we celebrate our survival, and those who survived because of our efforts, let us be even more grateful that none of the Willows yet again fell in battle. The stories of today will ensure we are ever in demand. But in the background, we see Will's father washing blood off of his hands, the worry on his face worn into his skin. Later that day, we see the men sharing a meal inside the general's tent. I'm simply saying caution is not cowardice. That full charge might have worked today, but it could have just as easily have gotten you and the rest of the squad killed. Father, you know this to be true. Why do you encourage this? He, barely a man with 20 cycles past. Lack of courage on your part does not mean cockiness on others. Battles is risk. Your lack of facing it is why you cannot command. Will must be allowed to make mistakes if he is to learn. He needs to find his limits and find out which ones he can break. I will not be the broken link in the flip mace, Father. Grandfather must have someone he can depend on. If you... The sound of a roar and screams cut through the conversation. The three hurry from the tent onto a scene from a nightmare. A large creature with an antlered, boar-like head and thick, muscled body is standing over the remains of a hospice tent, mouth half full of those that had been inside. A miasma of poison is slowly wafting out of its nostrils as it chews, sickening crunches and screams accompanying every movement of the thick jaw. I said setting up an ambush next to the swamp was path to ruin. You think me a coward? I will show you courage. Soros and Will charge after, and the three generations face the beast head on. It is a fierce battle, but it has been a long day. Will slips and falls in front of the beast. As a taloned paw slams down to slay him, Will's father steps into the path and takes the blow. He's knocked to the side, but it's the opening Will and Soros need to slay the beast. As its last mewling dies down, Soros repeatedly slams his weapon into it as Will rushes to his father's side. Blood is already pooling from his mouth down to his chest as Will takes his hand. He is shaking in death throes as he looks at Will. Stay with me! This, this, this is my, my. Will screams and tries every trick he knows. But he knows no spell or poultice to fix the dead. And a new captain faces his first casualty. A few centuries pass and the world has fallen into the Feridian Wars. The Whirling Willows are of course at the forefront, well paid for and finding greater glory. A seasoned campaigner, Will is at his grandfather's right hand. The final assault has begun. Admiral Billet Smythe has crushed the Feridian Navy and taken the port of Red Sand. The final siege of West Crown has begun, and the company is in the thick of it. Outside the walls of West Crown, the fighting to crack it is fierce. Heavier equipment is coming up from the coast and the Condoleezza Rangers are already scheming a workaround. Their skills at dealing damage and healing is a bulwark many of the allied units rely on. It has made them many friends and enemies. 
and the notice of the Eldrazine, who have on occasion made assassination attempts. And in those final days, the enemy employs every trick they have. Shore up that trench line. Keep an eye out for enemy spellcasters. They are our priority target. A bag of gold for every Faradin witch you bring to me. Where are those damnable navy men and that siege equipment? Surely you don't expect sailors to be worth a damn on land. <laughs> no, I suppose not. But what's the holdup? Are they building them on land? From enemy ships, I believe. Well, at least those Caliban boys know how to fight on sea. It may yet be the death of us here. Demons! Incoming! The members of the company hit the deck as fire projectiles land among them, causing explosions and bodies to fly around. We see Suros has thrown an arm around Will, trying to shield him from any stray projectiles. Damn, where did they get those? Look! Stepping out of the smoke and flames stands a demon laughing. A flaming sword and chain hangs at his side, and he motions a unit of smaller demons forward. Soldiers raise weapons and rush to defend. This is not the first time they have fought horrors in Faradun. <laughs> I know your name, Sorosucha. There is a bouncy large enough to draw me from the depths of the abyss itself. I will take your head. Come and claim it, fool. A demon dying for coin is laughable enough. My prize is not gold. But what? We see the demon's eyes drop and look at Will. His lips curl into an evil smile. Suro screams in rage and charges the creature. Will picks himself up and follows behind. A short, sharp battle ensues as the company fights for its life. It turns in their favor, but Will is battered aside just as Suros fells the demon. You fool! Moments more restraint and we had him! And how many others would fall? I saw my opening, and I took it. I regret nothing. <coughs> Why isn't this working? Damn demons. <laughs> no power of the divine will heal that wound. God puppet, I will rise again, but your grandson will die shitting like the rest of the pathetic mortals on this field of splendor. The demon's cackles are cut short as a rumble shakes the earth, and a purple-black miasma begins to vortex around the walls of West Crown. <laughs> no, no, wait. That will destroy and consume us all. Save the boy and I'll save your wretched hide. Otherwise, we can both be consumed for all I care. Yeah, done. Drag what's left of him over here. The demon pours his blood into Will's mouth and wounds while muttering an abyssal spell of miracle. Demonic flesh replaces the great rents in Will's midsection and he screams like his very soul is being ripped from his body. The very ground is beginning to shake now, and a keening wail is spreading over the continent of Faradun. Soon it will be stripped of all life. He will live, if in agony. <laughs> My side of the deal is met, Ancient. I am Praxis, and our pact is sealed. Come and receive your gift, and take us from here. I won't let my energy be added to that. Sorus steps forward and shakes the demon's smaller set of hands. As he does so, the demon scores his hand and places a black ichor inside. Soros falls to a knee while black veins appear all over his open skin, eyes going black, horns sprouting from his skull and armor rending as two huge wings appear on his back. Soros waves a hand and a portal opens. 
dragging the demon and Will's still screaming body through. Seconds after the portal closes, Ferriden is destroyed by the negative energy waves. A gnomish apothecary tent flaps open, bringing the sound of wind chimes, and a gnomish woman with bright blue and pink hair stands up to greet her customer. She reels in shock as the demonic source strides inside, dragging an unconscious Will. What have you done to yourself? What have you done to him? Only what is necessary to save him. The demon flesh will recede as he heals. It will take a great deal of time. He'll be in agony every moment. I cannot keep up with his care. I need someone to keep him sedated for however long until the process is complete. No magic, divine or otherwise, how my family can change this. I need someone to care for him while I search. You expect me to babysit this, this corpse? Let alone from some possessed gnome who strolls into my shop? Be gone. I asked around. I hear you take every pity case and every penniless vagabond you run across. You will not leave him to die. But I can't. Listen here, you son of a- I do not expect this task to be completed without compensation. Keep him for long as- Till I come back. This should suffice for however long that is. Soro summons a chest and kicks it open, revealing it to be full of gold. The Whirling Willow's War Chest. I don't care how much money you have. I can't just keep a man in a coma forever. Do as you must, but you can't interrupt the healing that is taking place, nor rush it. I must be gone before- before. I must leave. Take this amulet. As long as you have it, I can find you again. Soros takes a last look at Will's form. Demonic flesh filling in the gaps between where claws rent flesh. Already they are starting to recede. Will's once bright blue hair is losing its luster. As Soros storms from the tent, the gnome apothecary smooths Will's hair back. You were handsome before. Well, whatever caused this to happen. You needn't worry. No one succumbs once under Deidre's care. Time passes and we see Will walking down the streets of Barberton. And then off to the side, a figure leans against the wall. He is a tall, spindly man with a crooked face clawing at his chest. Breathing hard, he attempts to stand and falls over. He clutches a vicious knife wound and his face is whitening. Will looks at the man and looks away to the shop. Hesitating for a moment, he makes a choice. And against his better judgment, goes to the man. He begins to administer healing, both magical and mundane. And a short time later, we see that the man will live. What's your name, little friend? Will Suture. Physician extraordinaire. Pleasure. Friends call me Mr. Yellow. Some brigands attempted to... Uh... I don't care. I've seen a lot of fights. It doesn't matter. You should make it. Just try to take it easy for a couple days. That's it? No, no questions? Do the answers really matter? So what's your story, friend? My wife and I are new to the city, setting up a shop. I don't need any trouble. What kind of shop? You a healer? Obviously. We see Mr. Yellow pull a bag out of his coat and toss it to Will. Will catches it with a practiced hand and opens it. The glint of gold and silver speaks volumes to a man trying to get his practice off the ground. There's more of that if you help us out from time to time. I work with a group of associates called the Glad Hen Collective. We take care of friends. Here. What's in this bag? Something that'll make you feel like you did before you had that lip. Keep me and my boys alive and I'll keep you in coin. And what'll make you feel good. We make the best stuff in all the six cities. Will nods and pockets both the vial and the bag of coins. Maybe. 
Just maybe this will work out after all. Will feels the cool stone of the ground on his forehead as he's shaking. Come on. Wake up. Wake up, Will. Ah, what's going on? Will looks around and sees that he's on the floor of his house. Oaky Ridge is shaking him. Oh. Oaky's been hitting the drink. <laughs> Shit's getting weird out here, man. <laughs> Oaky, now is not the time to imbibe. <laughs> I learned it from you, Dad. Fucking lush. Oh. oh, thank God. I thought I thought she might have got you, too. What do you mean, got me, too? And, like, you notice that he's, like, like holding his sides. Like, ah, that, well, she, she scratched me real good, but... Well, she she took something in the bath bomb. She's headed to the dam. Oh, motherfucker. You gotta stop her. Like, the, the ingredients need about, I don't know, half hour more. I'll stay. You stay. You administer to them. I'll go take care of this motherfucker. We're... She ain't gonna win. Not on our watch. I'll do what I need to do. Fortunately, as you stand up, the pieces of your plate armor fall off. She's cut every strap holding that armor together. Damn. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Next level. Looks like I'm going in raw. <laughs> God dang it. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Kick her ass. I've got this. Will heads off into the night. Give me a perception check, Will. <laughs> 19. <laughs> you, uh, you pass a mirror, and you're not feeling well. More so than just, like, you got conked in the head. And I'm succumbing to the disease. And as you look in the mirror, your time in the mountain has been good to you. And you're not so sure it was. Because you're looking at your hands, and they're starting to go translucent. And the color from your face and hair is almost completely gone. We just straight up mask the symptoms, basically. Rather than he's about bleached out. Is that what you're saying? It could be he's bleaching. Now, now was that a mask, or is that the withdrawal? He's not sure. And you good with that role? Oh, I knew all that without the role. Uh, that was not what was important about the role. I mean, I'll spend the chip for the session. Okay, because I mean. Not too hard to roll better than that. No. Can you give him one? Sure. I'll give you one. Well, just spend yours. Okay. Jesus. I'll spend my other secondary chip. Okay. Jesus fucking Christ. Ah! I'll spend mine. No, we're done. Nat won it. Oh, shit. Oh. a one or a seven? That's a one. Jesus. I rolled three, three, five, one. Whale heads off into the night. The camera pans to the front of Billsby's shop, where a new scarecrow sits. If you look slightly under the hay, you see green scale mail. What the fuck? I gave my old scale mail when he gave me the plate. Yeah. Will heads through the mist and comes out on a familiar river. It doesn't take him long to see the tracks in the dirt. A pair of feet heading toward the dam. Will heads off into the night following. We pan back to see Oaky Ridge draining a flask into several smaller vials, packing them up. The color in his face is leaving, and we see what was actually a scratch is quite a vicious knife wound. And Oki begins walking toward the triage tents. 
Come on, Oki. You, you can do this. Mom, mom and dad are watching. You, you can't let her win. You can't, you can't. Oki stumbles to the ground. They're watching. Mom and dad are watching. Oki begins clawing his way through the dirt and cobblestones, dragging himself about three yards from the door. His eyes close. We see Will cresting the top of the dam as the Scarlet is dragging a heavy steel ball. Looking up, she sees him. Ah, you just don't quit. And you should have never started. <laughs> I guess we see who the real chosen will be tonight. Starts wheeling, uh, getting the foot mace and getting some... She pulls out some wicked-looking daggers made of bone. And then a voice speaks through her. We don't have time for this. Kneel. And you fall to the ground. I still have a use for you. But you just be a good boy and lay here while we murder that town. We're getting out of here. You can come along if you want. But our ticket's down there. And you hear a sound cutting through the night. A low rumble below water. Two red lights appear deep below in the water. The Scarlet puts her knives away and smiles and keeps dragging. All your thoughts are drowned out by Salabak laughing. Then you think you hear the sound of footsteps. and The laughter starts to subside a little bit. And appearing before your eyes are two black boots. And kneeling down, dressed all in black as a thin gaunt man. Your body is so corrupted, I can barely cut through it. Will Sucha, but Zachariah is fading. And you're the only one who could stop this. So let me ask you this. What would you do with a few moments of clarity? I would save the town. See that you do. I'm watching. And Amistair drowns out the laughter as you rise to your feet. So he's got me working. You're up. But you don't feel good. All you do is feel good enough for one good action. Her back is turned. But you're not sure you could take her in a fight. I can take her off the dam, can I? What do you do? As long as she doesn't already have the ball in, I'll try to take her off the side of the dam. She's heading, yeah, she's heading toward the, the water side. Yeah, can I like Tackle her off the side of the dam. Like, well, I realize we'll both probably fucking die, but like, so Will gets up and runs, and then when he sees, he catches up to her and he sees her behind him, he starts whirling the flick mace and literally like wraps it around her throat and just jerks. How? How? How are you standing? Because I have morals. And you have nothing, you junkie bitch. She like grabs you. And, like lifting you in the air and like pushes you towards the edge of the dam and you hear like a voice inside you no no what are you doing no stop it you idiot bitch no and the scarlet shoves you off and then follows you down as will and the scarlet fall 700 feet down into the river is this the end? 
of the mountain tail. Thanks for listening to The Adventurer's Vault. Music and sounds provided by Sirenscape. The Adventurer's Vault is produced by Night Owl Workshop, LLC. And we hope that this isn't the end. <laughs> <laughs>